Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on one. I'm Alan Stanford and welcome to Lear in Longford. So, we move on to our next scene. Act 4, scene 6. This is a remarkable piece of writing. This is, in, in any period, in any time, the most modern piece of writing. It's almost surreal the way Shakespeare creates this scene. Gloucester wants to die. Gloucester believes that there's a poor mad beggarman leading him along the road. Gloucester says, there's a cliff near Dover. Take me to the top of it. I'll give you a, I'll give you a, a, a jewel, I'll give you money, whatever, and then leave me there. And Edgar knows that Gloucester means to throw himself off. Shakespeare is remarkable. He has Edgar lead Gloucester into the middle of a field. There is no cliff. There is nothing but a flat piece of ground. And Shakespeare is going to carry out through Edgar a piece of what we today would call shock therapy. But instead of sticking electrodes onto his head or immersing him in a bath of cold water or any other tricks that they get up to these days, or using drugs, what he does is make him believe he throws himself off a cliff. It's a remarkable scene because it's played purely in the imagination. And it's a wonderful piece of theatre because in it, Shakespeare is making us imagine the cliff in exactly the same way that Edgar is making Gloucester imagine the cliff. And in a theatrical presentation, this always has a remarkable effect because you, the audience, will always see the cliff from the way it's being described, just as Gloucester sees it. So you're, as it were, seeing the scene from Gloucester's perspective. I was going to say through Gloucester's eyes, but of course he hasn't got any. So let's see the way the scene is established. Give me your hand. You are now within a foot of the extreme verge. Fall beneath the moon, but I not leap upright. Let go my hand. Here, friend, is another purse. In it a jewel. Well worth a poor man's taking. Fairies and gods, prosper it with thee. Go thou further off. Bid me farewell, and let me hear thee going. Now fare ye well, good sir. With all my heart. And so, Edgar has said, you're right on the edge of a cliff. Don't move. Don't go any further. You're right on the edge. Gloucester has to believe him. He has no visual sense to confirm it. He can only trust his guide, but his guide is his son. Why do I trifle thus with his despair? He's done to cure it. Oh, you mighty gods, this world I do renounce, and in your sights shake patiently my great affliction off. If I could bear it longer and not fall to quarrel with your great opposeless wills, my snuff and loaded part of nature should burn itself out. If Edgar live, oh bless him. Now, what has he said there? My life is like the candle burnt down to the bottom wick. It's all gone. And I should let it burn itself out naturally. And he's saying to the gods, I'm sorry, I can't do it. He's in a classic state of suicidal depression. He says, I'm sorry, but I can't go on. I've got to end it now. Now, fellow, fare thee well. Gone, sir. Farewell. And yet I know not how conceit may rob the treasury of life, when life itself yields the theft. Had he been where he thought, by this had thought been passed. And at that moment, Gloucester has thrown himself off the cliff, except it doesn't exist. Edgar is concerned. Had he been where he thought, 
by this, this action of throwing himself forward, had thought been passed. He'd be dead. He wouldn't be able to think anymore. What Edgar doesn't know is whether he's actually survived it. Because the mere shock of doing it could have killed him, could give himself a heart attack. At that moment, Edgar has taken the greatest risk possible, trying to save Gloucester's life by risking it. It's a big gamble on Edgar's part. Alive or dead? Thus might he pass indeed. Yes, he revives. What are you, sir? Away, and let me die. Hadst thou been aught but gossamer, feathers, air, so many fathom down, precipitating, thou wast shivered like an egg, but thou dost breed. Has heavy substance, bleedest not, speaketh, art sound. Ten mass at each make not the altitude which thou hast perpendicularly fell. Thy life a miracle, speak ye again. And with that, Edgar convinces him yet again, from the top of the cliff you're going to fall down. From the bottom of the cliff, which of course doesn't exist, you've just come down from there. He's constantly feeding that image into Gloucester's head to say, you have just thrown yourself off a huge cliff and the gods have decided you must live. And in doing so, he gives Gloucester that hope, that determination to keep going, to carry on. In this moment, Shakespeare and Samuel Beckett almost come perfectly together. You have no choice. You must go on. The gods have decided it. You've got to accept life. And so, I'd like to thank Jonathan and Colin for reading Edgar in Gloucester. Thank you. Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on One.